being around sports media and a fan of oh my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, May the 12th, and we are excited because we have post-draft. Well, we're just going to have talk about stuff with Pete Prisco for the next little bit. Uh, check out uh, Chris Trapasso. Talk about impact rookies in the feed. There'll be scheduled reaction stuff, and we'll have mailbags on Friday and Monday for you. By the way, Aaron Rodgers remains in the news of the Broncos as a potential destination, but right now it looks like there will be a quarterback competition between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater in Denver. On this week's episode of All Things Covered, Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden chat with Teddy B in his first interview. Wow, that's a pretty big poll. After being traded by the Panthers, Bridgewater discusses what was missing in Carolina, learning from Drew Brees and his expectations for 2021. Download and follow All Things Covered wherever you find this podcast how about all things covered pete pulling teddy bridgewater for a, for a little interview there yeah and you pulled chris trapasso did he say mason rudolph was gonna have the biggest impact of- <laughs> <laughs> play the music will play the music <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i think he actually made a music we won't let him forget that because people don't let me forget my misses. So I'm not going to let him forget his misses. That's fair enough. Well, I'll tell you what, one thing that you were right on, you were all, you were the only, I was telling somebody this, um, maybe it was, uh, I was on 98.5, the sports hub on Tuesday morning. And we were talking about TiVo and I said, man, I was like the one guy, she's tweeting a lot about him right now, but uh, the, the one guy who never gave up on hating on, on, on not hating, but you never f- cave to Tebow mania. The only man on planet earth who didn't cave to Tebow mania, Pete Prisco, you fought it the whole way through. And as often happens, you were proven right. Uh, then somehow Tebow reemerged into our lives in 20, uh, 2021. It's, it's the stupidest storyline on the planet earth. You know, it's interesting because I still got personnel guys that tell me you're the last, you were the last guy who came and you never did. I mean, even like Merle Hodge, who was dead set against him, finally caved in the end. And I never caved because I, I never thought he was any good. I never will. And I hear too many stories about him and, and how he processed the information in Denver. It wasn't very good. Uh, and he wasn't very good. It was an accident. It's the greatest accident of all time. Look, the kid is supposedly a nice kid. I don't know him very well. Uh, I know I've had interactions with his father in the past. I've told you about that many a time. Um, <laughs> but, but um, you know, he can't play tight end in the NFL. He just can't. And if he was tw- – everybody said, oh, if he was 26, he could have done it. No. Where is the suddenness to his game, Will? He has none. A tight end has to be able to move. 
He has to be able to get open. He has to be able to run routes. He has to be able to block. And I look, I went back just for argument's sake and watched him on his pump protection last yesterday when he was with the Jets. <laughs> he wasn't good at it. You saw, I don't know if you saw the one tweet I sent out. He was getting blown up into the backfield. And, and that was a simple block of an edge player. He's not a good player who can transition playing tight end. And and people say, well, what about Logan Thomas? Logan Thomas had suddenness to his game. Tebow is a physical guy who never really ran away from anybody. He wanted to run over them. That isn't working at the tight end position. Plus, he's been out of out of the league for, you know, since 2012. And he's going to be 34 years old. It's ridiculous. Yeah, look, I don't I don't think he's making the team personally. And I don't, I, my two conspiracy no. theories, my two conspiracy theories are that one, he told Urban Meyer if, or he was like, coach, could you possibly get me a tryout? And Urban Meyer was like, well, listen, Tim, you know, really we're trying to kind of get things going and, you know, keep this youthful movement. And he's like, I, I, well, okay, coach, maybe instead of that, I'll go write a story. I'll go write the book I've been meaning to write about my time in Florida and how much and all the stories that happened when I was playing for the Gators and and really just a, you know, a tell-all book about, uh, about, my, about those Florida teams. And Urban's like, you know what, Tim? Actually, we do have a spot for you. We can give you a one-year contract. But, but, you know, hey, maybe because Urban doesn't want those stories out. But he, no. here, here's here's the other thing, Will. People talk about, oh, it'd be great for the locker room. And he'll be a great leader. If you're – even if he made the team, which he won't, as a third-round tight end or a practice squad guy, nobody's paying attention to him. Nobody. You're not a leader. You're only a leader if you're good. If you're good, you're a leader. You can't lead if you stink. That, that's – everybody – anybody who's ever played a sport knows that. Anybody who stinks can't lead. You could if if somebody who's a you know 52, 57 guy on the roster gets in for the team and on Sunday and says, guys, we're gonna go out there. Who are you? You don't do anything. And so nobody's gonna listen to him. And and that's he's a leader, he's a winner, he's a leader, he's a winner. He's neither one of those as it relates to the NFL. Neither one. Uh, he won some games, he got lucky, it was their aberration. He's not a good football player. He was a great college football player. Let You can't take that away from him. But why can't anybody just admit it didn't work out in the NFL? Oh, he tried baseball. Didn't work out in baseball either. He, he's got all these grand things that he wants to do. And, and you know, there are stories out. Tim, you know, Tim, Tim Tebow supposedly is the greatest guy in the world, but there are stories out there about him. And and, and I'm going to give Jason Cole credit because he wrote it in the John Elway book. And I had heard this story. I, I think I'd mentioned it to you in the past when he was with the Broncos. John Elway's wife, ex-wife, Janet Elway, had, this is the story I was told, that had a, and Jason Cole wrote the book. He had, he had, she had a function every year to raise money in the backyard for charity. And the year he was there, they asked him to do it. And he asked for money mm. to do it. And John Elway supposedly looked at him and said, my husband was John Elway. He's a legend in this town. He never asked for a cent to do charity. So those are the kind of things that you, you hear those stories and you go, oh, man, I, I don't want to hear that about the kid because I don't want to believe that. And, and I really don't necessarily think it was just him. I think there were some you know, influences as well. But bottom line is he might be the greatest guy in the world. It has nothing to do with football. Zero. Zero to do with football. And, and if you criticize him from a football standpoint, everybody thinks you're criticizing him from, A, a religious standpoint, which I don't care about. B, from a, uh, oh, how dare you criticize Tim Tebow? He's a hero and a legend in Florida. 
So what? Danny Werfel was a legend in Florida. Danny Werfel was a great quarterback in the state of Florida in college football. He couldn't play the NFL. Same thing. All right, so I, I completely agree with you. Tebow, Tebow, probably a nice guy. Great dude. Um, but I, the other thing, too, here, do you agree? I, I think this is sort of being undersold. Well, actually, this is not being undersold. One, it sucks for some other some other potential NFL player who could be getting this spot and who could be, you know, who's worked his whole life and now is seeing a 33-year-old former quarterback and minor league baseball player take that spot and eat up that spot during the offseason because he's going to make it to the offseason. He's going to make it through camp. And then I'm probably not going to make the team, but he's, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for some other person there who deserves it. And then two, like, it's bad coaching. It's dumb. It's it's really dumb to bring Tebow in and to waste that roster spot. That's somebody that you could be developing or or find, you know using that spot to find some young talent. Like that's how you find a guy like James Robinson. So instead, you're just going to bring Tebow in. That that part bugs me more and is a huge red flag for Urban Meyer more than anything. I think. I agree with you. I, I think it, there are a lot of tight ends out there. I mean, this team isn't tight end heavy. Let's not fool ourselves. But they also let Tyler Eifert go. You can't tell me Tim Tebow is a better tight end than Tyler Eifert. And in age, is if that's an issue, look at Tebow. He's older. So that one makes no sense to me. Here's the other thing. Yeah, you're taking a roster spot. You've built up a lot of really good juice in the last four months, right? Yep. Really good juice. you got a coach who's got a big-time name. you got the number one overall pick. You draft Trevor Lawrence. You spent money in free agency. You addressed a lot of needs. Your team is sending in the right direction. It's all going to be Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Mania. And you bring in this guy. And then I hear people say, oh, well, maybe this is Urban being calculated and he's going to take the focus away from Trevor Lawrence. Look, if Trevor Lawrence is the number one overall pick and he can't handle the focus, then you drafted the wrong guy. And any of this stuff about the gimmicky crap taking the ball out of his hands, then you drafted the wrong guy. And so none of it adds up. There's no way to justify bringing this guy in. It was a bad move for the organization. It's a bad look. If um – we were on a text. We were, we were talking about Tebow on a text thread, yeah, uh, yesterday or Monday, I guess, when it happened. And uh, you, you correctly asked me, "Are you just trolling me right now?" When I said you get, you put Tebow at the goal line, you take Trevor Lawrence out. If they let this guy make the team and give the rock to Tim Tebow at the goal line, Urban Meyer should be fired into the sun, not just fired from the coaching job, fired into the sun because that is a really, really dumb move. Um, so yes, I was trolling you, Pete, and yes, I think that this is a terrible, terrible decision. By the way, Will Trevor Lawrence can run? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's not like he's a statue back there. No, he's a really it's, good it runner. Sense. It makes no sense. And, and I just don't understand why you would do this. Why you would open yourself up to this? It's a, it's a bad, bad football decision. Speaking of bad football decisions coming up after the break, we'll talk about the Packers maybe trading Aaron Rodgers next. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous 
trip. Maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid. I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, so this is this actually works perfect. Just two bad football things that we can talk about with you, Pete. That makes that makes a lot more sense than just ripping through your power rankings, uh, which are out. Check them out on the site, of course. And uh, and Pete, you should be get, taking a much deserved vacation in the next. Where are you going? You going to Aruba? Or you- no, I don't know if I'm going out of the country this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, the Packers. What's your? I know you think it's uh, trading Aaron Rodgers would be stupid, and I don't. I don't disagree with you. Do you get any sense? When you talk to people around the league, um, you know, when you, the stuff you hear, I mean, how, like what percentage would you attach to Aaron Rodgers playing in Green Bay next year? Well, that's not the question. The question is, will the Packers trade him? And the answer to that is no. Okay. So either you play in Green Bay or you don't play. And from everything I hear, the Packers are dug in. They're not going to trade him. And nor should they. The Packers are a Super Bowl contender with Aaron Rodgers. If they trade him, they go to a four or five win team. That's that's what happens when you have that great quarterback. And he knows that. Uh, this is more about money. And, and people can talk all they want about, oh, uh, it's not about money. I don't believe that one bit. I think he wants to be paid like the number one quarterback in the league. And he was last year. He was the number one quarterback in the NFL. He was the MVP. He should be paid like that. And that's where this is really going, I believe. And I think they'll mend fences. They'll get him to the point where he, okay, we'll give you a contract that's more than Dak Prescott and more than Patrick Mahomes, and you're going to be the highest-paid quarterback on paper, whatever way you structure it. And they'll get together, and they'll resolve this, and they'll play for the Packers. And if for the Packers, why would you trade him? Now he's going to sit out. No, he's not. He's going to sit out an entire year or next year, or they, they can hold on to him. I mean, it, it makes no, he's going to have to pay back a bunch of money. By the way, he just took six and a half million dollars from him in a roster bonus in March. So he's going to have to pay a bunch of money back. As, no matter how much money you make in your lifetime, paying back 30, 40 million dollars is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. So I don't think that they're going to trade him, nor would I trade him. Uh, and he plays for the Packers. So, yeah, the. The thing I wonder, there's been talk that he, you know, that there's some buzz out there that the Packers made a significant offer or offered to make him the highest paid quarterback. But I would guess that what they are trying to do more than anything is maintain time, a timeline control over Aaron Rodgers. In other words, you know, 
he's, I mean, he was, they were never cutting him in 2021 based on his salary cap numbers. He was always going to be on the team in 2021, but it once you know, after this coming year, you know, they could cut him and save $22 million in salary cap space. And then after the year after that, uh, you know, $2.8 million in dead cap money, this set, this contract sets up really nicely for the Packers to get out of it when they need to, if Aaron Rodgers falls off a cliff. Now, nobody's saying he will. But I wonder if that's part of the problem where they're trying to maintain the ability to get out from any contract with Rodgers in 2022 and 2023 because they are going to at some point, you know, have to figure out what Jordan Love is. That's why the pick was so stupid. It made no sense. Well, the pick was stupid. That's an aside to the whole thing. The pick was stupid. We all know that. The pick was dumb. The fact that Rodgers can play at this level, if he does it for the next three years, let's just say he comes back and plays at the same exact level for the next three years four years. And he had told me once he wants to play to he's 40. If that's the case, Jordan Love's never going to get on the field. Um, and if he is, it'd be a dumb decision to put him on the field. So uh, it was a bad pick, but that's an aside to this. They need to bring him back and say, if you're going to play at this level, we will give you a contract that makes you the highest paid quarterback in the league. Uh, but we don't want to hear any more of this crap from you. Come play and shut up. You're not, well, you're not a general manager. I have nothing but you know how I have I have nothing but the utmost respect for Aaron Rodgers. But these guys are quarterbacks. You're right. not the guys making the football decisions. If your buddy Jake Kumaro gets cut, of course you're not gonna like it. But you move on, you play on. That's what you do. You don't make those decisions. Uh do they ask you your input? Maybe. Uh, but they take that for what it's worth. They don't need you to tell them who to cut and who not to cut. That's not your job. And and so I think we're getting to that point now where people are trying to look at the NFL as the NBA. It's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. It isn't. It's not, you know, two guys don't win titles. Now, Aaron Rodgers can influence a team in a big way, but you got to have more than the quarterback. We've seen that over the years. And so that's where I have a problem with it. Uh, again, Jake Kumaro, we didn't draft a wide receiver. Um, we didn't do this. That's not your, those aren't your decisions. The Jordan Love thing was stupid. Drafting a running back in the second round was probably stupid. But the fact is, he's not making those decisions, nor should he. And it goes back to the Deshaun Watson situation. Deshaun Watson signed a contract in October and then complained and moaned and groaned about the organization after he signed the contract. After that. And then I bet you he'd race to get back into that contract right now, wouldn't he? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Would think. Yeah. And so I think sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for. It's no different with Russell Wilson. I'm not happy in Seattle. I don't. Look, he's got a legitimate beef in Seattle. They don't let him throw the ball. They want to run the ball. But Aaron Rodgers throws the ball all over the place. Now, they want to run it too, but I just think that sometimes these quarterbacks, you're a quarterback. Yeah, you're a powerful player in the NFL, and you're a big part of what these teams do, but you're still just a quarterback. Well, and to me, there's a there's like a, a, a gap that could have been bridged by both sides here. The Packers don't have to give this guy control over the personnel. They're not gonna do that. You know, they don't even have a, they don't have an owner, and that's part of the problem too. Where who can step in and say, "Hey, let's let's figure this out." But you know, I mean, the freaking Bears they messed up with Trubisky and Glennon, but they at least they called Andy Dalton and said, "Hey, look, we're taking Justin Fields." You know, the 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 Vikings called Kirk Cousins and said, "Hey, buddy." Uh, just so you know, we're taking Kellen Mond here at the top of the fourth round. The Packers didn't even let Aaron Rodgers know they were taking Jordan Love. And when they did, it pissed him off. And But he pulled a flacco, right? You, you, They're like, listen, we're drafting a quarterback in the first round. So tells you what you think about you. And he goes out and he wins the MVP. And he's the best quarterback in football. So when, you're, when you have a guy who does that, you got to pay the piper. 
You know, you're like, you, you, you lost the bet. But, but, Will, if they had called him and said, hey, we're picking Jordan Love, you think it would have changed anything? Nah, no, 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 not at all. I mean, he, 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 look, okay, do you think that our bosses need to call you and tell you next week that Debo's taking over for you? <laughs> I, <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. And so that's the, that's where. They the, called me to tell me Debo's taking over. He has <laughs> taken over and I'm out of here. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, it's it, you just people think that these quarterbacks have all this power and they're they do but no nobody is bigger than the game i'm sorry well, it just and, doesn't work that way well and the, the problem might have been bigger than the game because of what he meant and what he was and everything else but how many athletes are bigger than the game seriously well, and I, I i say that with 100 sincerity how many are there I mean, any it's it's really it's really small, and Michael Jordan didn't even have personnel control. Like Jerry no. Krause did did all the things that Jordan didn't want him to do. And I think one of the things too, Pete, that's sort of messing people up is that Tom Brady has had personnel had personnel control in Tampa, but he doesn't. He just says, "Hey, look, Antonio Brown would be nice to have." And the Bucks are like, "Sure, all right, we'll get you Antonio Brown. We don't care." Right. You think Jason Light is going to take? He's going to take on advice what? Brady no. was con- would consider, but he's not going to do it because Brady says to do it. If Tom, no, I'm if Tom, not listening to my quarterback, I'm just not. If Tom Brady if, you know, says, I might go to my quarterback and say, "Okay, you like Jay Krumero? What can he add to the team? Well, we need him for this, this, and this, and this is why I like him. I think he can be better than that." Well, okay, they think the other guy's better. So, is your opinion better than their opinion on the on the wide receiver? And, and so I. I think we're getting into a really bad situation when we start relying on these guys to make personnel decisions. And any organization that allows that to happen is wrong in my book. That's why you pay a coach. That's why you pay a general manager. That's why you pay a personnel department. You pay Aaron Rodgers to play quarterback. You don't pay him to make football decisions. And the other thing, too, with the Brady stuff, remember, the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers. The Seahawks drafted Russell Wilson. You know, it's different when you're, it's your first place. And like, you, you know, you've been there the whole time, you know, you're not going to like you, whereas Tom Brady came to Tampa Bay is like, listen, you guys gave me the best pitch. I know you guys are going to give me the stuff we can get to try to win a title. We're going to collaborate together to make this happen. That's a very different situation than, Hey, listen, Aaron, you're, you know, you're, we drafted you 10 years ago or whatever it is. It's, you know, of course, you're beloved by the organization, but you didn't, you weren't brought in under this notion that there was going to be some sort of collaboration. So it's not. What does he want, by the way? Just out of curiosity. I'm just, I'm just curious as to what his end game is. Does he want to be back in California um, because he's from there? What, 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 what does he want? What's the goal? I I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody knows. I mean, does he, I think I've heard it's about money. Now that that's, that's what I've heard. I mean, it usually is about money. What? I mean, I think he wants. It's I think respect he, and money. It's not necessarily the money. It's the respect of being paid what you should be paid for being the MVP. But he's only a year into his deal. Yeah. One year. He's one year into his deal. And Deshaun Watson was six months into his. And we got guys griping about it. That's where the, you know, I'm all for players getting everything they can. And should Rodgers be paid as the highest paid quarterback in the league after last year? Yeah, sure. Structure it where it looks like he is. You can do that. Give him more money. You can make that happen. But if you sign a contract six months or a year before and you say, okay, now I want to renegotiate, then just say it. Say that's what you want. 
Say, I'm not happy with my contract. Don't start pounding on the general manager. Don't start complaining about roster moves. Don't start griping about things that happened a year before. He played an entire season. Whether he liked the Jordan Love pick or not, or he liked the A.J. Dillon pick, or he didn't get a wide receiver, he played the entire season that way and was in a whisker of going to the Super Bowl as the MVP. Then the season ends and he's not happy. What if he had won the Super Bowl and come back and said, I'm not happy? Then what? Would they have, Would everybody have listened to him or would they thought he was nuts? Yeah, I just think sometimes people are always looking for something that's not there. I don't know what he's looking for, to be honest with you. What what's what would make him happy as a quarterback? I, I don't know. I, I really think that the I think that he and look again, he signed the contract. When you you your agent and you had to look at the contract and say, Okay, we know Green Bay can get out of this in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three if they want to. I mean, you had to know and when you sign that deal there's probably a chance that they're going to go out and, you know, I would have waited two more years before I drafted the quarterback, but there's always the chance they do that. So you, I mean, you're not like you had to hose the team in the, in the discussions, but well, you could And well, less- here's the other thing. Why in God's earth do you have to like the general manager? There's been plenty of situations of GMs I've talked to and known and players didn't like them one bit, nor do you have to. You walk, you cross paths with them in the hallway, say hello, and you move on. That's it. You don't have to like him. You don't, you don't, you don't deal with him. He's not the coach. He's not there on a daily basis. He's not there on a day-to-day basis. And so, if you don't like the GM, oh well, you don't deal with him on a daily basis. All right, we'll get you out of here on this. Aaron Rodgers starts with the Green Bay Packers Week One of the 2021 season. Yes or no? Absolutely, 100 percent yes, unless he retires. Okay, so he's not playing anywhere else. Is what you're saying? No. All right. No. All right. Like and if it. they and if they do trade him. They're morons. <laughs> I almost hope they trade him just for the, for the Pete tweets. To where? To the, to the Broncos? Yeah. Where, yeah. where would? Where well, that's would that's the problem is that all this came out, like you know, it really it peaked right the day of the draft, and that that create you know the Forty well, Nine ers are off the LA, table. He's not going to the two LA teams. Nope. Okay. If you, well, you wouldn't trade. By the way, by the way, I mean, I'll say. I mean, I wouldn't. If I'm the Chargers and the Packers call and they're like, "Hey, we'll trade you Aaron Rodgers for Jordan no. Herbert, uh, Justin Herbert," straight up, you're like, "No, hell no." No. Would you yeah. trade Aaron Rodgers if you were the Jaguars? Would you trade Aaron Rodgers straight up for Trevor Lawrence? No, hell no. no. I no, of course no. not. And, and uh, but the Raiders. Now that's a different story. But they're a disaster. Is that a uh, right? They're not good for him than Green Bay. No, it's way worse in that division with Mahomes and Herbert and and uh... has, look, he has nowhere that's a better situation for him right now. Agreed. There is completely. no better situation. Just go sign your contract, take the money, and go play and go win a Super Bowl. Go win another one. That's what you do, and then you shut everybody all up. I like it. All right, Pete. Thanks as always, buddy. Uh, I know you got to buy, uh, make sure and check out Pete on CBS Sports HQ. And uh, maybe on uh, another podcast, be a little appearance on uh, Pardon My Take, maybe, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll they'll make me look like an idiot or try to. <laughs> it's more than likely, yeah. All right, man. Thanks. See ya. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.